God will put it upon me this morning. That as minister this morning, the Lord will grant me the grace to speak His mind, to speak, you know, that which heaven has ordained for us to hear this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, since the beginning of this month, the Lord has been speaking to us emphatically on who we are in this month of transformation, what God wants to do through us. Amen. And this is some of the things that we're going to discuss this morning as the Spirit enables us. When our Father in the Lord was teaching us uh, at the beginning of this month, He spoke extensively about who we are in Christ and what Christ has made us to be and what we can do to enter into those things. We're going to go through them again to remind ourselves and to see our position in the kingdom of God. Because as children of God, we, the Bible says that as we are born again, we have been translated from a kingdom in which we were before to another kingdom. Amen? And in the kingdom that we are, you know, sin has no more dominion over us. So this morning, I just wanted to remind us what, you know, he was teaching us at the beginning of this month. He spoke about the four pillars of Christianity, isn't it? Yes? The gospel of Jesus is based upon four pillars. I'll give you those things quickly because you know where I want to go this morning. But I need to remind every one of us about those things so that as we are reminded and the Spirit leads us this morning, we'll be able to enter into the very thing that God has spoken concerning us this morning. Amen? So the first one is what? It's found in which book again? In the book of Mark. Matthew, isn't it? Matthew 28. And it says, what does it say in Matthew 28? From 18, please. Please walk with me very fast because of my time. He said, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority has been given to me on earth. On it, no, go back to my scripture, please. 18, please. He said, All authority has been given to me in heaven. Or all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Yes? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And what? Let's read together, church. Yes? Hallelujah. You know, so the four, the four pillars are what? To preach the kingdom, yes? To heal the sick, to cast out demons, and to make disciples. Hallelujah. That's what God has given us to do. To cast out demons, to preach, to preach the kingdom, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and to make disciples. And we are the one that God said that. You know, we are the one to do those things. So what it, may, what it means is that every one of us in this place should have somebody that is discipling. Hallelujah. And so if every one of us have somebody is discipling this morning, you know, we fill this auditorium. 
That's the purpose of our lives. Amen. Now, we spoke about the four pillars. I'll go quickly. Now, when he was teaching us this month as well, we spoke about what the, the death of Christ did for us. Yes? And the death of Christ did for us. What did he do for us? In, the, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Yes? Can we have that quickly please? Colossians. It says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. 14, please. In whom we have redemption for forgiveness of sin. You know, we were sinners before, so Christ brought us through his death into the dominion. You know, into the kingdom of God, He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. We can find that in the book of Ephesians. The Bible says we were sinners before. Yes. And the second thing that the death of Christ did for us is found in the second uh, chapter of Colossians, chapter fourteen, uh, chapter two, verse fourteen. Please quickly. You know, and He says that. Let me read from the board over there. He said that having counsel. The written code with his regulation that was against us and stood opposed to us, he took it away and nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. So everything, you need to understand this, everything that has been written before you were born again. Hallelujah. Everything that Satan has done, every accusation of the enemy before we were born again, do not stand anymore. Why? Because God, the Bible says, He has counseled the written code, which means that every law that was prevailing before, that was keeping us into slavery of the evil one, has now been revoked through the death of Christ Jesus. Amen? So those things do not stand against you and I anymore. It is the reason why when the devil brought, bring back, or he, bring, he brings back the thing that you did before, so to the point that you lose your self-confidence, they are from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me this morning? Look, let's, the Lord tell me to let you know this. If you are in this place, and before you were born again, you committed abortion, you know, and you have repented, and now that you are born again, those things, even if the devil bring it back to your mind, rebuke them because you have been set free. Yeah. I didn't hear any amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord is saying this morning. You see, the written code, you know, the written code are codes that are written because of what we have committed, and the devil run over them and, you know, use them against us. And the Bible says that those things have been forgiven. Amen. They have no rulership over you and I anymore. And you know that our father in the Lord who is doing, who is studying law, he went through to, ex, to, ex, you know, to explain to us, you know, a law, there are law and regulations that are written. Those law and regulations have no power over you. You need to know that you need, as a believer, we need to know that and we, you know, we need to exercise our right as believers. Amen. The new kingdom that we are in has set us free from all those things. The third one, quickly because of my time, verse 15, please. In verse 15, he said, having disarmed principality and having disarmed the powers, disarmed the powers and the authority, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Hallelujah. 
So the cross of Jesus Christ of Nazareth has given us authority and power over the enemy. Nobody is excited in this place. You know, the Bible says that, and having disarmed power and authority, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This is what the death of Christ have done. Triumphing over the powers of darkness by the cross, you know. Now, let me go quickly because of where I want to go. Now, so this is what the, 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 the death of cross has done. What the, what the cross has done for you and I. Hallelujah. What the cross of Christ has done for you and I. Go to the book. This is what Apostle was teaching us a few uh, weeks ago. In the book of Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 17. Bear one signal I told you in mind. Hallelujah. It says this. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may do what? May give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I may know him better. Amen. You know, the knowledge of Christ is paramount to the life of a believer. Hallelujah. We, as children of God, we need to know who Christ is. We need to know how Christ thinks. We need to know how Christ relates. Hallelujah. And those things are contained in the gospel and in the epistles as well. So, for a believer to be able to walk in those things, you know, to be able to have that knowledge of Christ, you know, you know what the knowledge of Christ did does for us is that, you know, he enlightened us. He gave us, he gave us wisdom to be able to, 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 to relate with people. He gave us understanding. He gave us insight and revelation in everything that we do in life. Amen? So, this is what he did to know Jesus. The cross has brought us to the knowledge of Christ. Amen? And to the knowledge of the mystery of the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, give me the second one. The second one is verse 18, please. I pray also that the what? Let's read it together because you guys need to read with me this morning. Let's read it together. Hallelujah. You know, so he said, I pray also that you may. Your heart, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened that you may know. You know, Apostle was talking to us about enlightenment. Enlightenment is education, knowledge. And what we're talking about here is the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of God that we serve. Amen? You know, the knowledge of Christ is important. Education is important for our, our earthly life. Isn't it? And we all strive to have that education. To better our lives. So we should also strive to have that knowledge and to be educated when it comes to the things of God. To be able to walk in the authority and power that God has spoken about. Amen? You know, because it will be sad for a Christian not to be able to see. Not to be able to have insights in the things of God. Hallelujah. I'm coming to that in a minute. So, the Bible says that. So, we have to study the Word of God. And one of the things that our Father in the Lord was saying is that we can study our books. We can study our books to attain a level of education 
but we cannot study our Bible to attain a level of spiritual knowledge. Sometimes, you know, it, it, it can be against us if we do not do those things. Hallelujah. Now, the first thing before is on the first thing that I want to really ponder this morning with us. You see, why? Because the first one is to have the knowledge of Christ. The second one is to be educated when it comes to the things of Christ and to the things of God. You, you, you see? Now, one of the things that you need to understand, there are authority that rule in the world. Amen? You remember that when we were doing the first, second, and third, the Lord, Apostle spoke. He said that God told him to speak about the three things. Which are what? What are the power ruling? Let me come down. Sometimes that place is too far. Hallelujah. You know, there are powers that are ruling in the world. Amen. You know, there's a governmental power, isn't it? Or the governmental authority, isn't it? Do we agree? You see, I come from New Cross. Yes. In New Cross, when we answer, we, we answer, you know. Hallelujah. So, we have the governmental authority, yes? And we have also the judiciary, isn't it? Yes? And now, in this world, we also have a spiritual authority. Hallelujah. And that spiritual authority is you and I. Hallelujah. The spiritual authority is not only the pastors, neither is he the apostle, neither is he only the bishop. But it's what the Lord was telling me this morning. He said the spiritual authority is every one of us. Amen? Amen. Now, go to 18 and 19, please. So if the spiritual authority is you and I, that spiritual authority needs to be exercised. Do we agree? Yes. So if that spiritual authority needs to be exercised, it needs to be exercised in a domain or in a kingdom. Hallelujah. In, in a territory, isn't it? Hallelujah. The Bible says, and it's incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of His mighty strength. Yes, go on. Which he exerted in Christ, yes? <laughs> when he raised him from the dead and seated him at what? Yes? The next scripture, far. You see what God is saying to us this morning is this. That's what the cross did for you. That's the resurrection did for you and I. Yes? You need, we need to have that knowledge. What the death of Christ did for us. And what the cross of Christ, the resurrection of Jesus did for us. The resurrection of Jesus brought us to a place of authority and power. Amen? You know, that authority and power, I will show you in the scripture. And that authority and power... We are the one who need to exercise it. So whenever something happens in the place that we live, that is contrary to what God wants, you know, the place to be. 
It is up to us to put it right. Hallelujah. I will tell you things. Let's go on. Let's, 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 you know, let's, let's speak about the scripture first. And we speak about our experiences. Amen. You know why? Because for us to be able to understand what's thing, we need to refer to the scripture. The scripture says something. You know, when Jesus died, and, you know, on the cross, and when Jesus, you know, was resurrected, and when Jesus was lifted on high, the Bible says in what scripture that we just read, he says that, give me uh, the 19 to 21. Amen. Quickly, please. The Bible says, and it, no, no, give me everything. Don't worry about Yes, and it's incomparable great power for us who believed. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. We he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm. Yes, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that is given, not only in the present age, but in the one to what? In the one to what? In the one to what? So, it means that when Paul was talking, he was not talking only about his time. He was not talking only about his age. You know, he was talking about us as well. Why? Because the scripture said that also in the one to come. Hallelujah. So, he's talking about this very time that we are living in. You know, so if he's talking about this very time that we are living in, it means that you and I are the one, the custodian of that authority and power today. Amen. And as we are, we are the custodian is it how we say we pronounce it? Yeah? Custodian. How do you pronounce it, Deacon? Custodian. Hallelujah. So if you have a custodian of that authority today, which eh? custodian. He said custodian. Hallelujah. If you have a custodian of that authority today, we need to exercise that power. It's simple. Amen. Now, Pastor, how do we do that? Let me show you something. Go to the book of um, Acts. I think let's, let's go to Acts 12. In Acts 12, it says this. It, it, it was about the same time, it, it, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. Yes? He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, he proceeded to, to see to size or to see sorry Peter also. This happened during the feast of the unleavened bread. Yes, after arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to the to be guided by what? Four squads of so, four soldiers each. Herod intending to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Yes, next scripture, please. 
So Peter kept, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was what? Let's, let's read our scripture together. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was earnestly praying to God for him. Yes? So, let's go on to see what happened. The, the night before Herod was to bring into trial, Peter was what? Between two soldiers. You know, the Lord said I had to come back to uh, the fourth squad. Can you go back, please? Quickly, quickly, quickly. The Bible says that he was arrested. They handed him to be guided by what? Four squad of four soldiers each. How many people is that? Sorry? 16, isn't it? 444, 16. So 16 people were guarding one person. Amen? Go continue, 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 because of our time. Quickly, please. He said that. Yes, continue, my brother. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with what? Two chains. Ha! And centuries. What's that? Let me read in my scripture because I didn't see that sentry thing there. It said, and sentry stood guard at the what? So, look, there was no escape. Say no escape. There was no escape for Peter. Hallelujah. Soldier, hefty man. People who have been trained to guard prisoners. People who are trained, who know their trade. Hallelujah. They were guarding one person. And the Bible said the church were praying earnestly. So, the church was praying earnestly while somebody was guarded by the elites. Hallelujah. It's like they arrest you and they put you in prison. And there's, in that cell where you are, there are four people at the door. Four people somewhere there, and there is two who are you are chained with two people, yeah, and 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 there is a sentry as well. Meaning that at the door, even at the door, there is somebody there who is guarding it. You cannot escape. Hallelujah. He could not escape. So Peter was sleeping. Hallelujah. It. You know, it was not trouble. It, the Bible said Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And sentries stood guard at the entrance. We're talking about the power of God. Amen. What the cross did for us. You know, how to exercise your authority. Amen. Now, listen to... Let's read the next one, please, quickly. please. He said, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and... A like what? Suddenly, an, an angel of the Lord appeared and the light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up, 
quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. What made the chain to melt? The Bible, don't forget the scripture that we read before. People were praying. The Bible says, the earnest fervent of the, the earnest prayer, fervent prayer of the righteous, what? So when they were praying, amen, the Bible says Peter was sleeping. So Peter did not do anything, isn't it? Peter was not praying. Peter was just sleeping. Amen. And because Peter was sleeping, some people took upon themselves the burden to pray. Hallelujah. You know, I want, I want, I want us to know what, who we are in Christ. The Bible says that, the, you know, he, he said the chain fell of Peter's chains fell of Peter's wrist. Yes. Come on, my brother, quickly. Come on. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandal. It was too hot in that place. He had to take all his close off to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you imagine somebody, you're going to kill you tomorrow and you are sleeping. Hallelujah. This is where God wants to bring us. Amen. No issue of life should make you not to sleep. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand about this place. I don't understand about this place. But God said, amen, to let you know this morning, because of the power of the cross and because of the resurrection power, you know, which has brought power, you know, which God exerted by, by giving us power and authority, there's nothing in this earth that can make you not to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to take example on our Father and the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look, 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 look. I will tell you this. There is nothing that, you know, I don't know, maybe some of you may be going through issues of life. But let me learn you this. You always hear testimony here. Amen. If it's at your workplace, don't worry. Hallelujah. I will show you something. God, the time permit, because I know that our time, we need to be on time in everything that we do in this place. Amen. So, you know, yes, Lord. Okay. So, the Bible says that Peter was sleeping, and now Peter has to wake up and is that, wrap your clock around you and follow me. The angel told him, yes, and he followed the angel. Listen, Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought that he was seeing in a vision. He was seeing a vision. Hallelujah. Your vision will become reality. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, and <laughs> they passed the first and second guards. I told you. Amen. You know, it's like the guy was in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> Hallelujah. A prison where you cannot escape. A sophisticated prison. There's no escape. Hallelujah. The Bible says that in that thing, Peter became what? Invisible. So, because, can somebody here explain to me how Peter was able to pass the first uh, horde of, you know, soldiers without them seeing him? Hallelujah. 
It must, it must have been what? Invisible to them. So if the power of resurrection can make a human being invisible, how much more you and I? When we read in the book of Ephesians that we were reading, you know, and the Colossians that we read, how can we then be troubled by anything as believers? Amen? Uh, let, me, let me go on because of my... Yes, the Bible says that it opened, you know, it came, they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gates leading to the city. It opened for them. By what? Hallelujah. It opened by itself. And Apostle told us that the first remote control. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord will give you remote control. You will speak here and it will happen there. Hallelujah. It says, when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Now, then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel and rescued me from Aaron's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were, were what? Anticipating. Any anticipation against you will not prevail. Yeah. Hallelujah. You know, this is who we are in Christ. But there are lessons to be learned in this thing. The Bible says that, you know, in that Ephesians that we read, 18, 19, 18, 19, 20. Yes? He has given us power. You know, let me come back to this now. As children of God, we have an inheritance. Amen? And we exercise that power. 19, please. Now, this is the power. The Bible says the power is incomparable. There's nothing that you can compare the power of God with. Amen? It is a power unto resurrection. And you know that when we, res- when we went through resurrection during the time that we were studying, the Bible says that, you know, they put a stone at that door that Jesus could not rise again. But Jesus rose again. Amen? So by rising again, he gave us that power. And by giving us that power, we have authority over everything. I don't know. The Bible says that you, are, you and I have authority over everything. The Bible says that the creation eagerly desires the manifestation of the children of God. Do we believe it? Say amen. So say, I will manifest. I will exercise my authority. You know why? Because, let me tell you something. The Lord, the Lord gave me this revelation when I was teaching one um, in, in, in New Cross. And the Lord was reminding me this thing this morning. That I need to let the church know. You see, we should make sure that our Christianity is real. I don't know, I was here on Thursday. I was here on Thursday for prayer. You see, the Bible says that. What, what happened? Can you give me that script, uh, verse 2 of Acts, please, quickly? Because we don't have time. And chapter 4 as well, you will see all those things. Because I wanted to show you the, you know, the Christian after the resurrection. It's the reason why I gave you the thing that I gave you in the beginning, isn't it? Yes? Or 4. Come on quickly, please. Verse 4. My brother, 
or my sister? No, 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 no. Twelve. My scripture that I was in. Twelve, twelve, please. Start from verse one, two, three. I want to give me the verse that says that the church was praying. Please, quickly. Five. So, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church was doing what? Uh, we repeated that thing so many times, isn't it? The Bible said the church was praying. So power does not come without prayer. Hallelujah. You cannot have authority without prayer. It is impossible. Hallelujah. You cannot exercise your authority without praying. Amen. It is through prayer that the Lord will empower you. It is through the knowledge of Christ that you are empowered. Hallelujah. You know, for those guys to be able to pray, for somebody to be released from prison without even intervening, it means that when the Bible speaks about earnestly praying, it means that they meant what they were doing. Hallelujah. And you know, it is so great. It's so great. You know, you know the song that we are singing this morning? What is it? What? Everything about you. Everything. What? Everything written about you is great. The Lord told me to ask you, what is going to be written about you and I? Hallelujah. Yet everything written about you and I is great. Why? Because it's in the scripture. You have your name in the scripture. I have my name in the scriptures. There is a destiny for me to fulfill in the scriptures. There is a destiny for you to fulfill in the scriptures. Amen. You know. He said so. They were praying. Earnestly praying. So it takes a man of prayer. To be able to move mountains. You know. When, when, when Pastor David was teaching you about the kingdom. Jesus, 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 Jesus said something. The kingdom of God is within. Yes. The kingdom of God is within. He said, he, said, he said, you are mistaken because the kingdom of God is not by observation. Hallelujah. But the kingdom of God is within. And Jesus said that if I cast out demons by the finger of God, in the book of Luke eleven twenty, 20, he says that, so then the kingdom of God has come to you. Hallelujah. So our Father and the Lord here, he cast out demons by the finger of God. So the kingdom of God is in this place. Hallelujah. Yeah. Apostle is watching this, you know that. You are not responding, he will come back and ask you. Yes. He said, if I cast demons by the finger of God, if I hear, if I pray for the sick and they are made whole, if I pray and the situation of somebody who is in trouble, you know, is brought back to, to um, you know, is out of his trouble, so the kingdom of God has come. Hallelujah. So we need to exercise the kingdom of God. You know, the way that we exercise the kingdom of God is so simple. It is by praying. It is by reading the word of God. It is by Committing ourselves to the things of God. Amen. Amen. Let me show you. So, it means that 
the three pillars of life applies. Hallelujah. So it means that you cannot, we cannot exercise the kingdom of God without, you know, being part of what God is doing in the house. Hallelujah. It's written while we are praying here, 7.30 every day. We pray at New Cross 6 o'clock every day. And God is doing tremendous things in both places. Amen. And the Lord wants you to join that group. Hallelujah. Why? Because of what he said in that book of Ephesians that we just read. But let me, learn, let me tell you this. You see, one of the things that the Lord was telling me concerning this meeting this morning is about our authority in Christ. That's the title of this message. Our authority in Christ. There's an authority that you walk, you, 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 God has given you. Amen? Because the Bible says that the creation eagerly desires the manifestation of God. Yes, God wanted me to explain this to you, to, let, to remind you this really. Now, what is creation? What is creation? Creation is you and I. It is the bird, it is the tree, it is the sea, it is everything that God has created. When He said, let it, let, let, you know, when He said, let it be light, amen? And when he, 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 in Genesis chapter 1, when He did everything and created creation, isn't it? Are uh, you not answering me anymore? I'm about to finish. So, when God created creation, He created everything. And what happened, happened. Uh, evil deceived according to the book of uh, Colossians, um, Corinthians chapter 3, 11, 2 Corinthians 11. She was de- deceived, isn't it? Yes? So deception came. Sin came in the world. Jesus had to show up to pay for our sins. We know that that's elementary Christianity, isn't it? So, now, we have been, according to Ephesians that we read, yes, 1920, we have been brought back to our original states of power and authority and rulership. Yes? You are, I'm, I'm not going to trap you. I'm, I'm telling you what God is saying. So, if we have been restored to that authority, it means that creation has no power over us anymore. I didn't hear your amen. So, if creation does not have power over you and I anymore, but I have power over creation because of the authority that I have in Christ, I can say to this mountain, move, and the mountain will move. Isn't it? Hallelujah. You know, it's reason why I'm so amazed. I always, you know, think about this thing that happened when Apostle went to Nigeria, and they sent that evil bird. The bird is the creation of God. Hallelujah. The bird did not ask for anybody to, to, to take over, isn't it? But another, you know, creation, yes, yes, God said to let you know that you cannot be defeated as a Christian, yeah? But let me go back to what I want to explain before we pray. It says that creation eagerly desires the manifestation of the kingdom of God. Now, some counterfeit power. Yes, has used that creature to create havoc. Yet God said that it is I who have created the uh, come on, what, what, the avenger to create havoc. Yet, as believers, but somebody else take that authority and enter into a creature. That I, you and I are supposed to rule over 
to come and create havoc. There's something wrong. And we're going to put it right. Amen? I'm coming, you will understand what I'm saying. So, that bird was empowered to go and kill. But because... Please, can you go... Yes, take the scripture and they give it to you, yes? But because we have authority according to Ephesians that we read. Now, and because our father knew or knows he's standing in Christ. So, that incomparable great power for us who believe... That power is like the working of his what mighty strength, a power that work mighty strength. Yes, we he exerted by showing us through the rising of Christ. Yes, from the dead, and he sat him at the right hand of God in the heavenly realm. Now where we also are seated, according to that same book, so what apostle did, he exercised that power. Hallelujah. He exercised that power by pointing to that creature and speaking to that creature. Isn't it? And when he spoke to that creature, what happened? The, the, the bird fell down and died because it spoke that life should come out of that bird. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So that same power is in you and I. Is what God is saying to us this morning. Amen. That same power has been given to you and I and we are meant to exercise that power. Amen? Amen. So to exercise that power, I told you, remedy simple, prayer. Remedy simple. The things Knowledge of God. Hallelujah. The remedy is simple. The preaching of the kingdom. Amen. So, God used creature. Your boss, is he an alien? Answer me, church. I'm coming to us now because we're going to pray. Your boss, is he an alien? Your teacher, is she or is he an alien? The, one, the judge who is going to judge your case. Yes? And you know that you are right, but they, take, they took you to court. Is he an alien? Your husband, is he, is he not part of the creature? Your wife, is she not part of the creature? Your child, who is going wayward? Is he not part of the creature? Your daughter, is she not, when she, they are in the team, apparently they behave some up. Are they not part of the creature? Who created teenage? Who created teenage? Who created teenage age? So, if that is the case, we have the authority, isn't it? Hallelujah. So if we had that authority, what can stand against us? Church, what can stand against you and I? 
We have an example here. Amen. Our Father in the Lord. We have an example here. When they, we can give them their testimony. You see? We have an example. We have examples here. So, nothing can stand against us. I want to reassure you as you do these things. So, in conclusion, let's conclude this matter. So, we are children of power. Our Christianity without power is not a Christianity. Amen. Amen. So we need to exercise that power. There's nothing on this earth that can defeat a Christian. Apostle told us that. It is true. And we have experienced it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I have experienced it. Amen. You know. And the thing is, when you experience it, when you are one experience of heaven, as Apostle told us, pray that you will see. So don't be, don't, don't exclude yourself, if, you know, don't exclude yourself from this power that God is speaking about, amen? From this authority that has been given unto us, amen? Be part of what God is doing. Be part of what God is doing. Hallelujah. How will you feel that you pray for somebody who comes to explain to you his situation and the person goes and God does it exactly as he, you know, he has, you know, as you have asked. I was here on Thursday, we were praying, and I've, when we finished praying, we were, how many were we? We were about 10, isn't it? Or 10, or no more than 10, no more than 20 anyway. And when we finished praying, Pastor Debbie gave a testimony because we have been praying for somebody who has an issue with a child. Social security took the children away. Why? Because one of them said, oh, mommy, whatever, slap me. No, no. Something like that happened. And, you know, they took the children away. But through our prayer, the the family was restored. Hallelujah. Another one who has an issue with the kidneys or something like that, Yes? And because of the prayer of the saint in this place, who exercised the authority and power, that thing was gone. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So that same power is in all our lips, but we need to come and exercise it. Hallelujah. So you need to be part of what God is doing in the kingdom. Don't exclude yourself from the kingdom. Why? Because God has lavish on you and I. Amen. And I gave you the key. It is only prayer. There's n- you know, yes, God wants me to remind you this. We're finishing now. It says this. Now, if those one who are from the devil can use creature to create havoc, how much more you who are of God? Why? It's, I, I asked him, what is the difference between them and us? And it is what he told me that I told you. The difference is this. When they are committed to the thing that they are doing, they, you know, the evil practice, it is all the life that they give. Amen? They will not, if Satan said that you meet me at midnight, they, if they miss that midnight, they are in trouble. You, you know what I'm saying? If, he said that that is the difference. And I asked him why. He said, why? And my question was this, because... My question was, 
why is it not why are we not showing up when we are called to come for meetings and for prayers can we not enforce it he said that because we are not a cult apostle cannot enforce himself on any leader neither can he enforce himself on any member of the church to come to prayer he will always announce it but he cannot enforce it why because we are not a cult we are a family we are a kingdom amen and everyone need to follow the regulation and as you follow the regulation you will reap the reward of the regulation hallelujah so when the Lord told me that, I said, okay, I understand now. Because those who do evil, they will enforce on them. Amen. It's reason why when it is done, they do those things and they have results. But we are more than them. Amen. Hallelujah. We are more than them. Amen. So, yes. Hallelujah. My time is gone. My time is gone. So, Novice, for sure, that a Christian cannot be defeated. Novice, for sure, you are always on the winning side. Novice, for sure, that as long as you commit yourself to the things of God, you will not be defeated. You know, this morning when I came, the Lord showed me something quickly that I want to let you know before we pray. We're going to stand up in a minute to pray. He said, when I came, I saw everyone moving, everyone doing their duty in the church to make sure that the service goes on as it is going on right now. The Lord said that if that same commitment can be given to prayer, gang will not prevail over our nation. Terrorists will not prevail over our nation. So we're going to stand up this morning and pray. We're going to ask God. Why can you pray on the back? We're going to pray, Father. Our first prayer is to ask God that, Lord, empower me to be part of what you're doing. Amen. Empower me to be part of what you're doing in this place. Let no one else take my place. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray.